Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Well Well. This is Jarrell. I'm Rachel. Nice for you all to be here. I didn't do it this time. <laughs> you caught yourself this I time. I did. That's good. Next time, I'm not even going to say anything nice. I'm just going to introduce myself and like not be polite at all. Just be like, so I'm here. Right, I'm here. Like, do what you want with that. That sounds so rude. Whatever. <laughs> I'll figure something out. Right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So how are you? I'm good. So actually, it's really funny because so our topic today, before I like go into my rant, is we've been open, Viva Wellness has been open for a little over a year now. Yes. Which is kind of crazy. So it's funny you asked that. And in the spirit of like practicing what I preach, my I'm trying to make my answers like very genuine when people ask. And I was about to say good, but I'm like, actually, like, I feel overly heated because I took a shower really fast after my long run because we had to record this podcast. And I had the thought, like, this is not entirely what I want to be doing on a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> right. But like, other than that, like, pretty good. Yeah. But yeah, I think same. that's like a really interesting segue into, so we admittedly, have not been the best at celebrating our one year anniversary. Like right. that's, we're gonna get better at that collectively, hopefully. Mm -hmm. But we do have a plan next week to celebrate, but it's almost like a month late, but I'm taking the better late than never approach. Yeah. This one. But we wanted to have a conversation that is just a really real, borrowing a phrase from our last podcast guest, Shayna Tyler, right there look at entrepreneurship because that's basically what we're doing and it's a really like hot thing now everybody and I'm gonna sound really old this is my generation <laughs> but like millennials especially including mm -hmm. us are very big on the like I want to work for myself I want to be my own boss I want to have my own business and I think it gets glorified in terms of like why wouldn't you want to work for yourself that sounds great you don't answer to anybody and you decide how you want to spend your days but that's not entirely as magical as our experience was, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, obviously, as you said, it is uh, being a business owner is very popular, very in vogue. Um, but I, to me, just the idea of um, you don't have anyone to answer to is, in a sense, true. Um, but... Um, there's also a difference because I think it's based on sort of what you do in your business, but there's, um, you know, there's a, a business owner and podcaster who I've interviewed with before. Her name is Myleek and she runs her own business and has for several years now. And she talks about the idea that, uh, you, you always have someone to answer to. Right. So that's that yeah is, yeah because like instead of answering the premise is that you're instead of answering to like a supervisor you're answering to like the people who are keeping your business afloat basically exactly exactly so yes like there maybe there isn't someone that you necessarily answer to but there are people who uh your customers your clients whoever no matter what your business is like they are what keep you open and so to some degree, you really do have to listen to them. You have to listen to their feedback. You have to listen to their needs and you have to meet those in order to stay in business. So um, I just think like right off the gate, I think that that for me, as we were starting this, this journey, 
I thought about that concept of, okay, so if you're talking about building something sustainable, if you're talking about really trying to make something bigger than just one person or two people, then you really have to look at like who you're answering to and what needs you're meeting. Yeah, that's a really good point. And as you're talking, I realize like you and I have never had this conversation separately aside from Mm -hmm. reporting for the masses. So this is going to be really interesting. This is going to be our unfiltered, really unscripted account of what that was like for us. And, you know, the disclaimer that what it was like for other people might be different and we're not starting new business experts, but think in the spirit of, you know, and if you're starting a new business, please consult people who are experts, not just personal experience. But I think it's also in addition to being really open about, here's the help I got from professionals who know what they're doing. I think we all need to just share more of the real experience and less of the highlight reel. So people actually know what they're getting into if they want to start something new. I mean, if you look on Instagram or social media, you would think that people are just like raking in the money and then spending their days like lounging by a pool. Right. <laughs> and that is not what that is at all. No yeah. one's lounging by a pool. Um, except when we take vacation, which was super, super stressful. Um, so kind of a little spoiler into what my answer to this question was, but like what we're going to start off really like on the bad side and then we're going to move to the good. What yeah. was that you can remember? What's the worst part of the last year? Um, so I, for me, I wouldn't say it's a, um, it's a moment. Um, I think that the worst part of the past year, the worst part of being a business owner is the, the fact that it doesn't end. Um, so there is the lamb chop song just came out. (laughs) Right, that's where that's from. This is the job that right. never ends. <laughs> oh, well done. Someone yeah. mark that and give us credit. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, for me, it is. It's a. Uh, I think it's less of the like physical nature of it, but more so the mental health, emotional nature of it. Is that it is never ending. So that's what I find to be the most difficult part. In that, um, it is there are constant demands for your time and attention and some of those demands will be from clients customers etc um some of those will be of your business partner if you have one some of those will be from yourself and you know because i think the nature of the beast is that like an entrepreneurial spirit is about creation and sustaining and you know, all of that sort of stuff. And so I think that the hardest part is for me is like navigating the the sort of drain on your psychic energy due to all of that. So whether that's like having to be responsible for certain tasks or um, having all these ideas and figuring out how the hell we're going to try and do that or um, how we're going to put certain things together or doing research or something. So there's always something going on, even if, you know, on the outside, it doesn't look like it. Yeah, one of, and I'm going to toot my own horn a little bit here. One of like the best phrases I think I've ever coined in my entire life is the difference is you cannot leave work at work because you are work. Right. I can't tune out like 
concerns about a client or business practice stuff when I'm like trying to go to bed like you can if it's not yours because you're like cool I went and did my job right and now the rest of it is someone else's responsibility well like there is no one else so right. it's me or you and that's it and it's up to us to figure out like what we want to do we don't have someone above us that's just kind of telling us here's the path you follow mm-hmm. and the I will say my well and kind of related to this and you might remember this like a conversation that will stand out in my mind forever, mm. which was just the epitome of like how the first, I think six months went was we were at the Chinese restaurant in Queens. We make okay. an annual trip for people who don't know what I'm talking about, which is most of you listening. We do an annual trip to Queens because I have people that are nice enough to come to Flushing Meadows Corona Park, which is very far from where we all live in the early morning to watch me race with the promise of Chinese food. And like these people love me, but also the Chinese food is really good. Also so, sidebar. It's usually hot AF. So yeah, it's also that and like so absolute side note, but like <laughs> here is definitely something with the weather patterns that I've only noticed since I've started doing the same races every year. Like the weather is the same, the same day each year. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. It's really anyway. weird. But yes, it's very hot. And like we were sitting eating lunch, Jarell and I and my husband and a friend of ours. And Jarell and I must have just looked like so deflated because I remember one of them asked, like, what's wrong? Like, isn't Viva doing really well? And we're like, yeah, like Viva's doing well. We are not doing well. I don't remember this, but... Oh, my God. Yeah, that was after... You remember this week. So there was a week where it was right before I was going away. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember what else was happening except for, like, things kept coming up. And that was the week that ended with very unwelcomed, Mm -hmm. is my euphemism for it, feedback from Uh, someone via text. I remember. how that week ended. And it was just, like my head is exploding. Like I literally, like the business is fine. Everything's fine. But like my head is going to explode and I don't even know what to do. Mm. That was my worst moment of the last year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's, yeah. I mean, and it is that, it's that like, it's that toll that just like the process of owning a business takes on you, which is, I think, really hard for a lot of people to understand because most people do have, jobs in which even if they're in like uh you know a relatively high position and obviously some industries and jobs are worse than others but you know there is this idea for some people that you get to turn things off and um or separate and so when you were just talking a little earlier about the you know like people on instagram flexing or whatever and being by the pool and all that the thing you like the reality is is like yes they may be <laughs> that person and i don't know all the famous grammars but you know whatever um like they may be by the pool but if they're really about their business they're also doing work at the pool yeah. <laughs> and, and you just and they've captured a moment of like a brief moment of reprieve right. in which they're saying like okay i'm i'm taking a moment to breathe but also in that next moment is like, I need to post content. So here's my Instagram photo for the day. So, you know, it's like, it's, it is never, it's never ending. And so I think that the, that's been one of the biggest challenges is figuring out how to create that space and that separation in a way that 
feels honest to me, but also isn't detrimental to what we're trying to achieve. Yeah, no, absolutely. So what was the most surprising part of working for yourself that you didn't expect? Um, well, interestingly enough, um, I don't, uh, maybe this, because this is just on my mind right now, um, because I had been working independently for a little while before this, um, but just on my own. So it was less of like a dramatic shift in like, I don't know what a work day looks like. Um, but as you mentioned, like the feedback portion, I was actually really shocked about that, to be honest, um, in, in, in two ways, in two ways, because I think one, I was, I was shocked that people would offer unsolicited advice about like things to do, how we should be doing things, et cetera. Um, but then I was also shocked by the really lackluster, like encouragement. Oh my God, this is mine. Mm. This is, as the podcast audience can now tell, this is the first time we've talked about this. No, (laughs) that not to, and I'm going to put a disclaimer that says, like, I know this is being super shady, but I'm going to explain myself. Mm. People's support sometimes really sucked. Yeah. (laughs) It's awful. And I'm not, and my disclaimer is that, like, I'm not calling out our support system and I say our because a lot of our people are the same Mm -hmm. and I'm not calling them out to be horrible people like I said you know like less than five minutes ago these are people who go to Queens at seven o'clock in the morning in the god-awful heat right I just think it's that people like and this is in retrospect I think it's that people just don't understand what it is they need to support or Mm -hmm. what it is that is different or like why we're struggling Um, and I found myself really at a loss as to how to make it more clear to people in order to get the support that I felt at times was lacking that I really wanted. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think I've quite figured that out yet. Um, but I think, yeah, obviously there are those people and that are supportive and here's the thing is that like the thing about support is that it's very individual. So like there people could do things that like just don't register for me mm-hmm. as like being supportive just because that's like I'm not able to see those things or it doesn't really fit for what I need. Um, but j- that in and of itself is like there there are people who are supportive who do their things and um, but I think like my word, to the wise is that like, and this is gonna come out, come off how it's gonna come off, is that like maybe if we're giving people b- the benefit of the doubt that they don't understand, then that's that's one thing. Like right now, I'm in this space of like, I just think also some people just don't care. Um, so that's fair. You know, if you so my point in saying that is that if you like if you're thinking of starting your own thing, if you're listening to us and and you're and you're thinking about that, um, you know that that piece, that support piece, is I think really challenging for either reason, right? Yeah. Either people don't know what to do or like how they should support, or like maybe you feel like they don't care enough or they're not working hard enough to offer that support, and 
the point being is that it's it's just going to be hard for that reason um, that they're that you're going to you might feel like you're missing some of that. And I, I'll also say that I think for us, because of the nature of our business is so like client forward uh, in terms of like direct service and that sort of thing. I also think it's difficult because um, like we've obviously been therapists before starting Viva. Um, I think it's also people don't know what to do with that. Right. Like they don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, people generally don't understand the toll that that takes on um, providers also. Right. And it's also a thing where it's very different than when, you know, most people can come home and like really detail what happened. Like we're, we don't right. spoiler and we're not supposed to right. share the details of our clients' lives and like what specific thing was said that really affected us or whatever, because like confidentiality is real and should be respected. And it, yeah, it's definitely a different dynamic, um, and yeah, I think it's, I think it's both. I think there's definitely mm-hmm. like, I'm thinking of people in my mm-hmm. slash our lives that I think really are supportive at the core, but didn't know exactly how to put that into action. And, you know, to take some of the responsibility to myself, like to this day, I'm not entirely sure how to articulate why it's really important that the people closest to me listen to our podcast and read our blog and just check in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think there's some of that as well, but yeah, it's just, I think it's definitely because of what we do. You're right. It's just very different. Yeah. Yeah. And so I guess my, my word of caution is like, if, if this is something that you're listening and thinking about doing your own thing, I think it's really important to figure out what you might need, um, and like listening to all of listening to this podcast, listening to other people talk about their experiences, really think about not just what your like fiscal needs are, but also like what your emotional needs might be. Like when you are when you're having a tough time, generally, what kind of stuff do you need to feel a little bit better, a little bit more supported? Because you're going to need to know that as an entrepreneur, because you will be challenged in a lot of ways. Oh yeah. I, I mean, I can't speak for you. I was not emotionally prepared. I was very logistically prepared. I was not yeah. emotionally prepared. <laughs> no. And I'll even say this, like I, I wasn't either. Um, and I think in part because uh, maybe I came in with like a bit of like confidence because I already been working independently before. Um, but that was just on my own. And so obviously the scale was different. The issues were a lot different and it's a completely different ball game. You know, again, like once you're building something bigger um, and sometimes people do that independently. um, But like before I wasn't necessarily building something bigger, I was working. Um, And then like once we decided to do Viva, it was, I'm like, okay, so this is, this is bigger than just me doing X. This is a lot of different things. There are a lot of moving pieces. There are a lot of things to consider. And I definitely wasn't emotionally prepared for the, the, like the toll that that takes. Yeah, for sure. And I think kind of piggyback backing on that before we, you know, move on to like the next recap question is the other thing was also the not the scheduling because I definitely anticipated having more to do Mm. but 
something that I think was a surprise is how flexible and inflexible I had to be from certain scheduling things. Like before, so Joel mentioned that he worked, you know, independently. I had a very traditional kind of nine to five, full time, Monday through Friday, whatever. And where I feel like I was very protective of certain times and certain activities before, I feel like I had to get more so in the sense of when like your time and day is just open and you can do whatever you want with certain mm. times. I think it's very easy to have things that are a priority fall by the wayside. So I had to get really adamant, for example, with like my running time, like that is no, like, I'm sorry. Like that is a non-negotiable. It is what it is. I am not free. But at the same time, I then had to become very flexible about everything else. Like, I think when you work a more traditional schedule, you can be very picky with your time in a lot of ways. Like, you can say, you know, evening is family dinner time and Saturday mornings are off and Sunday evenings are off and like all of these things because you have these designated work hours. Well, I, I feel like I can't, you can't do that with everything. Like, I had to pick one I had to pick one thing so my running is like my that's it no no questions asked non-negotiable but because I've chosen that I am giving up Sunday afternoons I'm giving up Saturday evenings like if work to get done I can't have more than one of those I'm not available times and I think that was a big adjustment because I do think you feel like to some extent your time will be a little bit more your own but like no really (laughs) yeah well, and I, 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 yeah, I think it, it is and it isn't, like you said, like there's greater flexibility, mm-hmm. but then there's obviously like greater responsibilities and then, you know, having to be really diligent about the things that are most important to you and, and carving out that time without exception. Right. Um, yeah. And then going such the opposite to be, you know, like I kind of opened the show with is that this would not be my ideal podcast recording time. Right. But I- can't say, oh, I'm not available these days in the mornings because I have to stick to my training plan. Oh, but also not Saturday afternoons. Like that's mm-hmm. not how that works. You ha- kind of have to pick one or two and then the rest of it, you got to be ready to do some things that you might not love, but like have to get done. Yeah, I agree. So okay. what is the number one thing you've learned about yourself since we started Viva? Why don't you go first this time? Oh, that's so rude. I'm asking the question. <laughs> the questions and then I have to go first okay so I think a lot of things surprised me that I really was not on board with working evenings and for anyone who works in an industry in which you're trying to see people you have to have a little bit of off flexibility because like people have full-time jobs Um, I thought that would be a huge adjustment like I was not ready I was like I don't like it I don't want to it's the best thing ever Mm. The fact that I can run at like 10 a.m., which is going to come to an end soon because summer, but most of the year when there's not a lot of people in Central Park and it's just the best thing ever. I, I don't even want to go back to a more quote unquote traditional schedule if I could. Mm. And that was definitely a huge surprise. Um, I also think that. I always kind of considered myself like a very, I still do, rigid person in a lot of ways. Like I like organization. I like to know when things are going to come up and how things are done. Like I like when things are done the way they're supposed to be done. Um, I am 
you're laughing because you because, know like right because you're a Virgo. <laughs> like stop mocking me. <laughs> um, but I was actually really surprised when it came to Viva how much I was on board with like, all right, this is what we're doing. Okay, let's roll with it. Um, I am still not on board with that in my personal life, <laughs> but it, the adjustment to working w- with Viva at Viva, whatever is, was, was easier in that respect than I thought it was going to be. Um, yeah. So that was kind of nice to learn. Um, and I guess like more on the side notes, um, I learned that I have to get better at knowing when I'm burnt out and that's kind mm-hmm. of ongoing thing like I I guess I was never really that burnt out before because I felt so it was pretty manageable but like I did not have the skills necessary to adjust to what being burnt out as an entrepreneur means and Mm. so that's my constant work in progress now Mm. Hmm. so what did what have I learned about myself yes right that's the question um, I don't know. I, like, I don't think that I've been, like, surprised necessarily um, by anything in particular. Um, you know, I'll echo your sentiment about, like, burnout and just um, becoming more aware of that. Um, because I think in other, in other jobs and other situations, um it definitely didn't demand as much um even though there weren't they weren't undemanding jobs um but so i definitely think that that's something is just like i need to be more aware of of that and sort of carving out certain boundaries and time and that sort of thing um i don't know otherwise i think I don't know. I don't know that there's been anything so far that I've that I can take away and say like this is definitively something I've learned about myself throughout this process. Maybe it is to come. Maybe it is to come. Yeah. Um, but yeah, nothing sticks out to me. What was your biggest concern when we started, and was that put at ease, or are you still concerned? Biggest concern when we started. So this this also requires me to remember what I was concerned about when we started, which yeah, so as was, a you know, <laughs> nice kind of background information to anyone listening, Jarrell's yes. memory is awful. Yeah, it's really bad. It is um, the worst thing ever. It's really bad. I don't I don't remember most things. Only uh, husband might be worse, which for all of you listening with really good memories, you should feel really badly for me because those are the two people I see most often. And <laughs> it's kind of nice because like I could say something and be like, hey, remember that time you promised to bring me, you know, like a pound of pasta? And they'll be like, no. I'm like, oh yeah, no, you did. You just don't remember. Mm-hmm. And I could probably be really manipulative that way. But when you're trying to make plans and stuff, it's super annoying. Right. Um, yeah, so I don't have the best memory. I mean, I think the... I think the easiest thing um, that I was, I know that I was worried about before that I think is still uh, a concern is money is like, okay, so what is this going to look like? Are we going to have enough clients? Are we going to have enough, um, enough money coming in to like live decent lives off of and uh, to still have like a lifestyle that I was accustomed to, 
and like all of these sort of things. I, I definitely know that that was something that was on my mind. Um, and I think it's something that's kind of like an ongoing question of like, okay, so like, how can this be even better? Like, how can we keep pushing? How can we um, get to that, like that point? So I know that's one thing still what about you. Are you still concerned about that? Yeah. It's like related. So that's actually was definitely one of mine. Mm. But I am less so because I will say like biggest surprise that is not about me mm. was that like I was ready for the struggle to like get people in the door and sustain the practice side of Viva. Mm -hmm. And that was not a problem. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so now it's more of a thing of like I worry, I guess, both money and just generally about the other stuff we want to do, like creating wellness resources and basically everything that's not direct care mm -hmm. um that i guess is more my concern but like that was a nice pleasant surprise yeah. um, of like oh cool this was at least like a nice easy thing so that's awesome mm -hmm. um but yeah like that was definitely a concern that was put to ease which i appreciated um my other concern i guess which was not really like a concern in the sense that I thought like it might be a realistic thing like I irrational or not did think it was a realistic thing that like we'd end up with no money mm -hmm. um probably not that realistic but you know was so for listeners you know this but Jarell and I used to work together right out of grad school mm -hmm. we were case managers with desks next to each other that were that that was not planned right at all we did not mean to do that but that's what happened and so <laughs> I already knew what it was like to work with Jarell but it, definitely in a different kind of way because obviously mm -hmm. you know, not to say like we we were really good case managers for yeah. but obviously you're less emotionally invested in your first job out of grad school than you are in your own business it just right. is different you're kind of you're I guess you're emotionally invested in different ways right and that was I'm gonna do math from the time we started eight years no when did I so like six years ago was the last time we had worked together before we started Viva so it had been a while and I like to think that you know as nice you know good people we were evolving and growing and becoming different versions of ourselves right. so like not gonna lie like that was a little bit of a concern not that yeah. I thought you would like suck as a business partner but because like if I thought you would suck as a business partner I probably wouldn't go into business with you right but more of the idea of like I wondered how it would impact us outside of Viva like that was definitely a concern because like I had asked myself the question on more than one occasion, like if it ruined our relationship, like, is it worth it? And like, my answer was kind of no, but then I'm like, but this is something I really want to do. So I guess we're going to see. Um, um, and I think that was definitely something that I was also pleasantly surprised to hear. Like we haven't had a, really any like issues that were related to being business partners. Mm -hmm. So like that was kind of nice because I think you never know I, when you do it with someone else. It's just it's hard to really predict even as well as we knew each other. Right. Well, and to, to your point about that, that was also something I thought about, obviously. But it was interesting because that was probably the single most common question or point of feedback that I got yes. when I told people what was happening. Yes. I don't think I was worried until everyone said I should. Right. <laughs> right. So like uh, for me, like a lot of that was like pro stuff that was projected 
onto the situation, I would talk to people and they'd say, oh, but like, what's going to happen? I'm like, what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> like, I'm like, we've, we've faced like personal challenges before together and like, it's obviously been fine because we're thinking about doing this. And so like it, so I, I, yeah, like I understand why that was a, a question for most people, but I think that their sort of thoughts and projections about that made me more concerned temporarily. Right. And then like once things got started, I'm like, okay, so this is what it's going to be like. And then also like, as we continued to like work together in this capacity, I was like, we find our groove of like, right. okay, so like, these are the kind of things that I tend to naturally do is so I'm going to do those, you're going to do these things and, and all that. Well, and I think as kind of a, you know, piece of advice for people thinking about doing a business with someone, I will say that I think it's probably a nice 50-50 split between effort and luck. I think mm. that even before we went into business together, I think you and I put a lot of effort into making sure our relationship is fine. Mm. Um, you know, not to just basically say we're awesome, but I think both of us have a very good understanding of that. Like neither of us are going to do the passive aggressive thing where like, if you're upset and you think it's going to be a bigger issue than like, Oh, I'm annoyed for, you know, 12 hours that we have the conversation and we'd fight it out and like get to a better place and not let it become a thing. Um, so I think there's the effort piece there, but I also think it's a little bit like, I don't want to make it seem as if we're just like, yeah, we figured it out. I think a lot of it just has always been easy for us to kind mm. of have our own lane and know how that intersects with each other's and like very much balance each other out. Cause I think there has yeah. not been a lot of conflict and like who does what and mm -hmm. I think that that's effort and I think we prepared but I also think it's luck in the sense of like it also just really works with who we are that it didn't it wasn't an issue yeah so, well yeah and so the costume like, that like there's definitely some luck involved yeah well so here's what's interesting about that I've been thinking this is so random but we're gonna go with it um I've been thinking a lot more about astrology lately because i have a friend who's an astrologer and you're gonna say because it was just is it still taurus season like this is your it, season oh not only is it taurus season like it is we're now in like the new moon in taurus so um it's a very significant time for taurians out there but anyway um and i'm not deep into this world <laughs> but i've been learning a lot a little bit more and what's and i think so what's interesting is that, so some people might say it's luck, people might, still might say it's luck after I say what I say, but like our signs are very compatible. Is that uh, true? Yeah. Like they're, they're actually a really good partnership. So huh. it may, right. So I think that that's when you were talking about like how we, you know, how we sort of separate and do like certain things naturally. Um, and then like have this understanding, like this shorthand, um, I think that's the nature of our signs too. So it's very, it's interesting to think about like, oh, like how much of that is luck? How much of that is the stuff that we've worked on? And how much of that is like predestined by the cosmos that our combination works well together? Interesting. I've decided mm -hmm. that I should, I never actually checked to see if my husband and I are compatible. Oh, not that I, I would do anything about that now. Maybe right, like this, that ship has sailed. But right, like it's done. We're like right. This, but you know, 
curiosity. Anyway, side note, but yeah. And I think that that's definitely something that has always been true. Like I am thinking of our first forced collaboration. Mm -hmm. They will get into the full story, but in, we met in group counseling where we had to be facilitators together. And despite the fact that I, at one point abruptly quit my facilitating duties, um, it was a good partnership. <laughs> like it was very natural. And so right. I think the takeaway for, you know, want to be entrepreneurs who want to do it with somebody, especially somebody who they have a personal relationship with, I think you have to be ready to put in the effort, but I also think you have to be very, very selective with who it is. Like in retrospect, I would do this with no one else. It would not go well. Mm. And let me, I'm going to belabor this point a little bit because, <laughs> um, if you're thinking of starting a business and having a business partner, I'm going to just keep it real with you. Like you're getting married. Okay. Yeah. So, and that's like, that's the way that you really have to approach it is that like for the life of your business, like you now have a partner, you're now, you're now married. And so like, there will have to be a lot of, like stepping outside of yourself, even if you know this person well, stepping outside of yourself to share some things and to collaborate in a way that is so um, that is so deep that like you you really I don't think people would really expect that because they're like, oh, it's a business. You do the business things together. Right. But it is a really emotional process. And so like you have to really be prepared to like either have an established good relationship with someone or, or really work on it. Like really have um, this sort of intentional way of maintaining that relationship because you are forever connected in this way that is both financial, that is emotional, that is psychological. And so you really have to be prepared for that. Yeah, that's 100% true. As you're talking, I'm just like, yeah, I guess I do approach this as the same way as I approach my marriage as someone who is like married married it's very very similar in the sense of even if you think of conflicts like you have to resolve them right. you don't have to necessarily put it all in a nice neat bow and resolve it that day the first time you have a conversation right. but you have to deal with it it has right. to a thing you know and there's obviously times with like everyone in your life if you're being real with yourself that you're like oh like that person is doing that thing I hate and like that's different but in a sense of like if you're really noticing a pattern you can't just say oh well you know it's fine whatever it's like you're just way too involved with this person and you can't let it get to a point where it's affecting the relationship especially because now there's a financial incentive to not let it Right. Um, I listened to an episode of the How I Built This podcast and the people who created WeWork, which is ironic because we're in a WeWork, um, at one point like went to couples therapy essentially mm -hmm. as partners. And because it's very similar, like you have to figure it out or else you're going to be like poor and homeless and making no money and your business is crumbling. That's right. how detrimental this person can be or positive this person can be to your life. Very similarly yep. to your partner if you're in like a long-term committed relationship. Yeah. Well, because it's it's two or however many people showing up as the people they were before the business started. Right. So you bring all, all of that stuff that you've experienced and been through, you're bringing to the table. 
and like at some point that will manifest and maybe in some small ways maybe in some bigger ways but like that will manifest and so you got to have a way to deal with that right so to turn it to finish it off because we're going to end with like all the warm fuzzies and (laughs) good vibes what was the best moment or moments or what was your and what's your favorite part of doing this oh interesting do you need me to go first? I don't even know if I want to go first. I'm offering, but I don't know that I want to. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Well, I need to think for a second. So definitely I think is, and I will kind of preface this by saying I've been very oddly lucky since I got out of grad school to work with people I genuinely like. Um, and not just like as coworkers, like I mentioned before, Jarell and I worked together in our first jobs out of grad school for like two years. From there, I went to a job that at least when I started, when I ended, I did not feel this way. <laughs> but when I started, it was really good and so good, in fact, that one of my closest friends and my now husband came out of that job. Mm-hmm. So I think like I've been really spoiled in that respect, but I think definitely like warm, fuzzy alert. One of the best parts is working with you. Because I think whereas like a no shade to the aforementioned friend or my husband, um, you and I have just always like been very much on the page of like getting each other that other people don't. So like yeah. it's definitely been nice to have your reactions to things. Mm. <laughs> I just find them very appropriate and very needed a lot of the times. And so it, I also it's like a level of comfort where like. You know, and to be fair, I was their supervisor for most of the time I was, all of the time I was there until like my husband left and then I left. But I also feel like I can just be very open in the sense of like, I don't need to worry about if I'm like losing my shit at work one day. Um, It's like, that's been nice. Um, I was also going to tell the story that you claimed as your anecdote on the train ride back. (laughs) So you can do that. But that was definitely one. No, no, that's a different one. (laughs) Are you claiming your anecdote? No, no, no. You can tell that story. Uh, you're not claiming your anecdote. Okay, I'm just going to let everyone know that Jarrell was real adamant about this being his story earlier. So, it's fine. It did happen in my office. It did happen. Well, did it? it well, not in my office, but right. at my office, near so, my office. Like, then I feel really badly. The disclaimer for any client or potential um, person that we collaborate with in the office listening to this, it's fine. We're all safe. But we were eating lunch one day in Jarrell's office, which, and shockingly, the building really clears out for every holiday. That, speaking of things that surprised me, I did not realize so many people took off for Martin Luther King Day, which is when this happened. And we're sitting there eating lunch, and all of a sudden, we hear this, like, massive explosion. It's, like, glass shattering. Not an exaggeration. No, like, that's what it was. And... (laughs) something that we were scolded for and like in retrospect they're probably right we got up and like went towards it which <laughs> that's horrible self-preservation guys like if you hear an explosion please go in the opposite direction um and we I was but wait i was concerned but didn't feel threatened i know but the point is that we should have felt threatened i don't see i don't know that that's fair but anyways continue i know we've, we've done this but <laughs> yeah we already done this so we go and we see this poor man who's standing in his <laughs> office with, and so we work offices have glass half walls at least, yeah. and his wall has shattered. And he's <laughs> in glass, the office next to him is covered in glass, and he just doesn't know what to do. 
and we, you know, try to help. We give them the emergency number because there were people who were not there that normally would be there because it was a holiday. And he just looked so bewildered and it was awful. And then later, Jarrell goes to creep on the person cleaning it up. And apparently the guy who's cleaning it up goes, yeah, you know, like this just happens sometimes. <laughs> so for a good so like said that. two yeah. weeks, we're terrified of our offices. Like, yes. What we what we think happened is that it was a really cold day. He had a space heater, and I don't know the logistics of how that works, but like the difference in temperature like created a shattering thing, which like should not be a problem for us. Again, don't worry if you come to the office, you're safe. But yeah, that was definitely funny. Yeah, I, I thought about that for like a good week or so after. Like anytime I was meeting with someone, I was like, what if? Like how, like how this person, like what will we do? I don't know. That's it. You, yeah. Well, similarly, and I'm pretty sure I told you the story. I was in a session in which we, and so we have signs on the door mm. that say like, please don't disturb. And we lock the doors now for the most part, because we've had people ignore the signs. And so someone comes and like knocks on my door, like really furiously, like just as I start a session and I open, and they try to open the door. And so I, get up and I open it and I said like you know what's up and they're like someone just had a seizure she's passed out she's on the floor like do you have medical training and I'm like no I'm so sorry like I can help call and they're like no we already did but like we just wanted to see if there was anything you could personally do and I was like no I'm sorry and so they leave I sit back down with my client and I'm like so how are you and they're like well good now like I have to <laughs> <laughs> like yeah great like therapy done you're fine today perspective shifting moment yeah yeah Yeah. really like little things like that have and now things like in retrospect are funny like the Mm -hmm. debacle when we were trying to get like our business finances set up which involved me like walking back and forth to various upper west side banks Mm -hmm. and just getting nowhere and like at one point I cried on the phone with someone from American Express like in retrospect now that is funny that was not funny at the time right (laughs) yeah all that stuff um yeah I mean I think in terms of I think it's hard to for me to think about moments that were particularly good um so but I will say that like it's it's just felt very rewarding to be working with you and to be at the helm of something that I know is positively impacting people yeah right And and you know again it's like it's different than you know working in the way that I was before um because because we're partners because we have a business um that net gets to be even wider and so like to me like those moments um not even just with like clients but also you know with people like events that we've done people that we've partnered with the like all the interviews that we've done um the programming that we're working on like for me being able all those moments of being able to see those things come to fruition or to like be creating those things because that's really important for me is to be able to create in some capacity um those are the moments where i'm like okay yeah like this is the thing you know um and so like i i get really gassed up when we're having like some like brainstorming conversation or meeting about like something that we're going to do and how we can make it awesome and better or how we can reach certain people like that. Those are the moments where I like feel 
like at our best and, and where I feel best. Yeah, um, I would absolutely second that. I also didn't, I, you know, came from a very different work environment prior to this and I knew I would like this better, but I was also really surprised at how much I like this better. Mm-hmm. Like, there are definitely times I've had sessions with clients where I'm like, yes, like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. And that's amazing. Yeah. And, um, yeah, in terms of, like, moments, you know, like, specific things that have happened, um, it, like, obviously, you, you shared some, like, pretty, I, I would say, absurd moments that have happened. Like, um, explodes, yeah, that's yeah, right, that was really absurd, uh, you know, just something that happened the other day, and this is kind of emblematic, and, and this is, I guess one of my favorite, it's not this specific moment, but emblematic of so many moments is one of the best things about, you know, having Viva is I I also had adopted a dog and Nomi has been a big part of the experience for me as well. Yeah. How have we gone this far and not mentioned Nomi? Apologize for me. That was (laughs) so, you know, we were, we were walking in the office the other day and, um, I, I wanted to like let her roam a little bit in the hallways and I didn't want to put her leash on. So and she's generally pretty good about following directions. So I was like, all right, you're going to walk with me to the kitchen. I'm going to drop off like these glasses or whatever. And so we we're walking to the kitchen and there was this group of people standing in their office with the door open and Nomi as Nomi does just like gingerly walks into their office and like, just like, Hey, Hey, she's just like talking, licking everyone, sniffing around and so, you know, it's just, and then like a minute into her visit, one of the people looks up at me and she's like, oh, and what's your name? I'm like, and she's like, I'm sorry. I'm like, listen, when you have someone this cute with you, like you never get acknowledged. So I understand, but that, but that has been uh, a really awesome part of the experience too, is being able to work with Nomi and um, having people react to her both people just like in our office building, um, the volunteer work that we've done, but also in our work with uh, our work with clients. Like she's been able to be a part of what we do, and it's really cool to have those moments too. Yeah, that actually reminded me. One of my other favorite things is like I don't remember who I was on the phone with yelling because that. Mm-hmm. Speaking of like dual roles and like opposite administrative tasks for those you know listening I am usually the admin like I don't even know what to call it but like you know make sure that like things are logistically working and like our bank is not screwing us over and it might have been PayPal I don't remember Mm. but that I was yelling at but like (laughs) Jerrell came in and was like I'm gonna leave her with you (laughs) that's right I'll be back in 30 minutes I feel like you need this (laughs) <laughs> and like that was very nice and it was much better because like as I would get very heated on the phone because like no shade to any company but like that was an awful experience um was it would she anytime I get super heated she'd like lick my face right <laughs> like, okay I'm like that's, that's okay it's fine um so that has been a very nice bonus is to have like a really cute dog running around mm-hmm. yeah she has she has her fun too so yeah so <laughs> Anything else you want to add about one year plus 
of entrepreneurship. This also feels like it's been both the longest year and the shortest year of my life. Like I feel like I've been through a war. It now no shade. will also say it is now starting to feel, I don't want to say like easier, but like more manageable. And I'm yes. sure that will change as we take on different things and like grow the business. But I want to say like my advice to people would be like, get through the first year. Like you will feel better after the first year. I don't think that anything has really changed in terms of workload. In fact, like we've added things, but it just feels less like I'm going to have a breakdown at any moment. <laughs> well said. Uh, yeah. Like I, I feel like we're, I also feel like individually and collectively, like there's a bit of a groove now um, that feels a lot more stable. Right. Um, so <laughs> Yeah, I guess words of advice for people or, or, or things like that, I would say, you know, it's something that's both pragmatic because hello, Taurus, um, but also um, hopeful is that like being an entrepreneur is not for everyone. Um, it is, it has its challenges. There are a lot of things to consider. But on the other side of that, it offers you a lot of opportunity. And I think especially if you're someone who um, is creative and is like and has like some really good ideas of things that you want to bring to people, um, like it can be a really awesome path. Um, so, yeah, if you're if you're thinking about it, continue to do your research continue to plan, um, listen to us, listen to other people who've done it more successfully and longer and, and all those things and gain that wisdom and insight to help prepare yourself um, because it's, it's tough, but it's also really rewarding too. Yeah, I, 10 out of 10 would do it again, um, even yeah. all of the nonsense. And so, you know, good news, we're gonna stay open. We're not quite, right. this is not a goodbye. Right. Um, I would That's also have something that you do for you that is absolutely separate and yeah. make that your non-negotiable time situation. Um, there was, you know, for many ways, like running has been a lifesaver, but like, especially when starting this, it's been very nice to have something else to focus on that is not really at all related to the business. I mean, it's as real, it's as related as I want it to be, but it can also right. just be like, this is mine. Right. Yeah. I think that's a good point too. Yeah. It's like an anchor almost. Yeah. yeah. So on that note, thank you everyone for joining us. Um, mm -hmm. Hopefully you learned something about entrepreneurship and at the very least, like really enjoyed and got some amusement out of the story of the time the office exploded on us <laughs> and we ran towards it. It does. It sounds ridiculous. My husband's yep. Um, so thank you for listening um, please leave us a rating and a review that's how people can find the podcast and that's how we can grow and as we talked about lots of times today that is our goal we want to grow so please help us to do that and if you want to connect with us if you want to reach out to us about entrepreneurship or just to say hi or anything um, you can find us on social at Viva Wellness NYC that's Instagram Facebook and Twitter. And I am at Rachel Gersten on Instagram and Twitter. 
and I'm at Jarrell Carabello on Instagram and Twitter. So as you're reaching out to us, also feel free to ask us questions, especially about this podcast. If you have questions about business or things, uh, topics you'd like to see us talk about more in the future, please share that with us. We're more than happy to hear your thoughts. Yes, definitely. Um, so thank you again for joining us and we'll see you next time. No, I did it again. Oh, uh, one out of two ain't bad. One day we should take that. <laughs> like, when will I stop saying see you again? Or either which will come first. I'll either stop saying it or I'll stop caring that I'm saying it. So feel mm -hmm. free to reach out to us on social about that. too. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye.